Hey guys, welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, connecting self-help ideas to inspirational people. I'm your host, Melissa Malati, and I am so thrilled to bring you today's episode. So back in January, it was like January 28th, it was the end of January, I had the pleasure of interviewing two very awesome sisters named Jess and Steph Dadon. They are the owners and designers of the Australian shoewear line Twoobs. And they are also former international bloggers of the very popular blog, How to Live. Now, I discovered Jess and Steph probably around, I'm going to say like 2014, maybe even earlier than that. Nope, no, 2014 or 2015, around then. And they just completely inspired me. I was huge into the blog world. I, you know, a lot of you that listen to the show know that I was an avid blogger back in the day. <laughs> and and so, of course, uh, when you're in that realm, you tune into other very popular blogs. And theirs was definitely one of my favorites. So it was an absolute pleasure to interview them for the show. And so I am, uh, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. They're so inspiring and also just super cool, like just super cool chicks. You're just going to love their personality. So um, with all that being said, I do want to jump on into it. However, first off, before we get started, I just have to let you guys know that they have so graciously donated two pairs of their Twoobs shoes as a giveaway for two of my lucky listeners. So... At the end of this episode, I will be leaving the details to that. So stay tuned and you could be the lucky winner of a pair of Twoob shoes. I'm so pumped for this. Oh, their shoes are awesome. So anyways, guys, I'm so excited. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jess and Steph Dadon. Enjoy. Today on the show, I have two very special guests. They are pretty much, I'm going to say the Olsen twins of Australia. I've been <laughs> following them <laughs> for many years now. And, you know, recently I just, I, you know, I've been reaching out to different people to be on my show and I realized, oh my gosh, I should reach out to Jess and Steph Dadden because they're, I've just been following your blog since like 2014 or maybe 2013 your how to live blog I remember when you had the background it had um uh like like there was ice cream cones and like little and like oh fries. my god so you're like an OG yeah you know that yeah That's amazing I thought I'd wait to tell you but anyways welcome <laughs> Jess and stepdad and I'm a huge fan so I'm so excited to have you <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. We did not know all of that background, but that is so cool and kind of embarrassing that you remember all the crazy ice cream patterns we used to have. Um, I love that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know how, how much inspiration yeah. that gave me for my nail art? Like a lot. Oh, oh yeah. How good's nail art? I still love that. Like I wish that trend would come back. It's so fun. You guys should bring it back. I remember when you used to put like the McDonald's on your hands. I think one of you did like fries or whatever. So good. Yes. It was like amazing at it. And we had these like like long talons that we would just like paint yeah we had really on. long nails so they were like big canvases that we could work on um but now we like yeah I think we ditched those a few years ago because even though they were really cool they were a little bit impractical gotta be honest with you yeah I'm always you could never if you dropped a coin 
on the floor, you could never pick it up. Nope. Like it was, it was just gone. the coin was gone. Yeah, we lost a lot of mo- money that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always amazed by people that are able to like type on their computer with long nails because I'm I'm always really short. I just I never I never understand it. But that's that's cool that you're able to keep it up for uh, for a long time at least. <laughs> yeah, it was too high maintenance for us. Now we just get eyelash extensions, yes. and that's like and we call it a day. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Does it hurt? Is it weird or no? It doesn't hurt it's it's just like it's a little bit annoying like we're pretty low maintenance and like the idea of going to sit in a salon for like every four weeks for an hour it's like it's it's a bit annoying every four weeks yeah like well if that's if you want them to look good um so that but they are we do recommend them yeah but you lie there for an hour and you kind of fall asleep so it's not all bad well recently i've started listening to podcasts there i feel like it's a bit rude but um, it's a good use of the hour. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> is it heavy mm-hmm. on your eyes at all? Like, do you ever feel? Oh, no, no, no. No, Once no it's you don't on, feel it. You don't feel it. Okay. And it's really addictive because like you get used to looking at yourself and you have like these Betty Boop eyelashes. Betty really? Boop. Good one. Betty Boop. And then you don't even need to wear makeup because you're just like, you wake up ready to go. Huh. But then once you get them, you can't not get them because the second they fall out, you feel like you look bald. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have to wear fake eyelashes all the time because I'm um, I'm a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so we have to wear them all the time and it's like it's really really heavy on my eyes and so I've been thinking about it for a while now whether I should just mm. get like you know the extensions because then I don't have to keep it getting it on like putting it on my eyes and then it gets like it gets stuck as well to my eyelashes and it makes them fall out all the time which sucks oh so you, you should definitely do that and you can like business expense it as well if you're a Disney princess yeah. so like <laughs> By the way, you have a podcast and you're a Disney princess. Are you just like living everybody's fantasy life? Pretty like, much. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a that very so it's good. a very new thing actually. I um I've been in princess training. It's very princess diaries. <laughs> so so which very which, princess? Do you diaries. get like a princess? Like are you a specific one? Yes. Yeah, so I got casted as Elsa and as Ariel. Oh. Oh, stop so it. Cool. Yeah. Do you get Amazing. a mermaid tail? Yes, yes. It's, well, I mean, it's not like a full mer- mermaid tail because we have to walk, but <laughs> it looks pretty and cool. And if you're, as Elsa, the kids are just going to maul you. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like that is what everyone comes to see. Oh, yeah. I've So I've done it. I did it before with like a regular sort of like party company, but now that it's officially with Disney, it's like way more, you know, strict and everything has to be, you know, there's choreography and you have to like master her autograph. It's it's really cool. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Recently. I, oh, you go. I went to, we went to Disneyland when we were little kids and I had like the book. I got like the autograph pink book and I went around and I got everybody's autographs and I was so excited. And at the end of the day, I looked and I'd met Goofy twice and he'd given me two different autographs. And I was like, oh. what the hell is going on? Oh, it's <laughs> probably because of incidences like that that they make people master the autograph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's awesome. All right. Well, um, I didn't even introduce that they are fashion designers. Uh, they are the owners of Twoops and entrepreneurs. So why don't we just start off with, can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourselves and how you got into the fashion world? Sure. Absolutely. So um, we kind of start. So we are sisters um, for the listeners that don't know. Um, So when we 
were, it was 2012 um, and Steph was actually moving to Paris for six months. So up until that point, we had kind of always lived together. We had always shared a wardrobe Mm. and then Steph was moving halfway across the world and we were like, what's something cool that we can kind of do together that will still like keep us, you know, connected and talking every day. So we're like, why don't we start a blog? That could be fun. We didn't know much about it at all. And so we started just like posting to each other like this daily diary every day and we would post what we were wearing and we would tell each other, you know, what we were seeing, what we were doing, the crazy places I was going to, the cafes Jess was going to The not so crazy university classes that I was going to at home. Yeah, (laughs) and it was just like a really fun way to keep in touch and... At the time, like blogs weren't such a thing, but then we were kind of like tracking our analytics and we were seeing that we were getting like hundreds of visitors a day and then thousands of visitors a day. And we were like, oh, okay, guess people are like watching in on this. And then brands kind of started to contact us to be like, hey, um, we love your blog. We'd love to send you some product to post. And then it was, we'd love you to be in this campaign or we'd love you to come style this shoot we're having. Yeah, so so within like six months, I think it like really took off. And I think we like, we just got in at that like really sweet spot where like now people that we meet will kind of be like, oh yeah, I remember you guys, you were like the kind of original bloggers in Australia. I think it had like taken off already in America a bit before, Um, you know, like people like Susie Bubble Mm. and um, Brian Boy and things like that were out there, but we didn't really have that in Australia. Mm. So um, it was like, even we're talking like before Instagram, you know, so Mm. it was like in the olden days yeah so thus began our career of fashion blogging and Uh that was kind of like the beginning of our whole brand so we we kind of traveled the world going to fashion weeks working with our favorite brands for a few years just like pretty awesome experience especially to get to do with your sister like we just had so much fun doing that yeah and I definitely think that like at the time, I didn't appreciate how bizarre the whole thing was because like, we, you know, we were so in it. But now like looking back and, you know, like now we'll kind of like have interns that are like fresh out of uni and like coming to work with us and they're like 21. And I'm thinking about what we what, you know, what I was doing when I was 21. And I was like on a plane, like being flown around by Maybelline, you know, like what wow. a what a really like crazy part of your life to look back on. <laughs> but I think the the kind of turning point for that was it was a lot of fun, but like we did tire from being in front of the camera always. And I think mm. as Instagram started to rise and, it, you know, we all know what that Instagram kind of life is like, that you're mm. like in these places and you're, you're caring more about like what it looks like than like what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it started fun and really cool. And then it became not that cool and not that fun, I think. Mm. Like, and we, um, yeah, we really started to kind of like resent our, our jobs yeah. because it, we didn't really like Instagram that much but like that was where we had our income so it was like a pretty confusing time where we we're a bit like uh like what are we what are we gonna do like what's this gonna look like how do we kind of maintain our careers but also maintain our mental health because I think mm-hmm. like that's you know obviously at the end of the day like the the most important thing and yeah. like something that was really fulfilling us at the time was we had built this awesome community and because like we're quite out there dressers like people started to come to us from the very beginning and be like hey like I just want to let you know like you know you've inspired me like I felt like like a bit of an outcast but now like I feel like I found my people a little bit so it was always like those connections with people and you yeah know. it was a really beautiful community that we had built up 
and we didn't want to let we didn't just want to let that go we talked about letting it go but we were like you know we really we feel really fulfilled by like we we know that we've built something like really exciting and meaningful here um and kind of at the same time we'd done a couple of shoe collaborations um one with Windsor Smith um in, which is a big shoe brand in Australia and one with Buffalo Platforms which are those big platforms the Spice Girls used to wear yeah. Um, and so we kind of started to look at, um, you know, where could we take it from here? And, you know, we, we, we'd always dreamed about having our own brand and, you know, things like building our values into it, like female empowerment. And, you know, we loved animals. So we came up with this idea of like, why the hell are women walking around in heels all day being super uncomfortable? Like what is more anti-feminist than that? So we came up with this idea for like shoes that were really freaking comfortable but also looked super cool and were animal friendly because you know there's so much leather out there on the market Um, yeah so that was kind of like the next iteration of our brand I guess so we kind of like transitioned from being bloggers into kind of like having this brand where we were able to do what we cared about um you know and we kind of maintained a little bit in front of the camera but like most of it was like behind the scenes which we really enjoyed and was quite like refreshing um And then, yeah, kind of from there, I mean, the footwear label did terribly for the first, like, I'm going to say like two and a half years, like, you know, like like anything, I think like it just takes time to build it up. But like in no way was it, you know, I think when we launched, we were like, we're going to launch this footwear label and it's going to be amazing and everyone's going to love it. And like, it was just kind of crickets a little bit. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we had invested all this money and all this stock and Mm. you know we were like shit what are we gonna do um Mm. but so you know like anything we just kind of sat back and we're like is this right like questioned what we were doing a bunch um and then just kind of like continued to pivot and kind of find our way and now now tubes is like its own little beast yeah it's been really amazing to kind of like see that transition I think like we just came off the back of a really great season with our footwear label. So that's really exciting. And um, I think like for the first time in that kind of journey, we're now being like, oh, okay. Like we're coming up to air a little bit. Mm, Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. That's incredible. See, I live with another entrepreneur and I can tell you that that's something that I've learned as well, that it takes, it takes a while for things to start, you know, falling into place. That's often what, you know, it, it takes it just takes some time for everything to start working out and like you have you have to invest a lot of time and money into it and then eventually it does pay off from my understanding totally yeah. but yeah. I think we all we all hear of these like crazy stories you yeah. know they're the ones that keep getting told like Frank Body and Triangle Swimwear you know things that yeah. just like launch and then overnight they skyrocket so we have these like really unrealistic expectations of what launching a brand is like that sounds normal but in reality that's probably like one in a million but you and know I think what it's why so many sorry I was just gonna say that but right. no wonder though it makes sense as to why you might think that because you started a blog and then six months later you had thousands of people listening to it like you literally had oh. that experience right and can I tell you we even fell prey to that we kept starting new things and being like well we started a blog and it got thousands of followers overnight so we should be able to recreate that you know right. we were looking at that and we were like well, now we should be able to launch a footwear label and get thousands of customers overnight. You know, yeah. like we were even looking to ourselves and being envious of ourselves. Mm. But And I think it's why so many people often fail or so many businesses fail in those first couple of years is because people give up on them. And it's hard because you need to have enough money and enough time to keep it going. Mm. Um, and I think that's maybe why like the side hustle now is so popular because it's like, 
you know, if you can start it on the side and like build it up, it's going to take time. Like people always said to us, like, you know, it'll take a few years, but I think we all just like, we want it now. Yeah. yeah they kind of like the, I think the best advice that we ever got given around that was kind of like looking at the brand, like building blocks, you know? And it was mm. just like, you just put one block on top of the other and you just keep building and building and building. And it feels like you're doing nothing. And it feels like you're getting nowhere. And then eventually you've created this tower. It didn't feel like it at the time, but then now you can kind of look back and be like, oh, okay, like I see how that path, like that block led to that block, led to that block. And now we're here. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You reminded me of, have you heard of this uh, book called, it's called The Slight Edge. Have you guys ever read that book? No. No. He basically states the same thing, just like taking one step at a time and and how consistency is, is the key to success. Just doing it over and over again every single day and eventually you start to see progress. That reminded me yeah. a little of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, amazing. Well, um, so I know that you guys hold workshops or, or twerk shops. Uh, do you ever? Oh. Workshops. Yes. Do you ever do anything like that online for, uh, like, do you ever host any online workshops? Well, I we don't do, so the twerk shops that we did were like DIY shoe workshops and they were right. so much fun because we'd just like bring a bunch of people together and they'd each get a pair of shoes and like a glue gun and it was like the idea was like you know being creative like when we were little kids and just going wild and like creating something really amazing um which was so much fun and so cool to get that community together and we just like we'll have people of all ages and mums will come with grandmothers and daughters and it's it's pretty awesome I think the podcast like so we we weren't doing so much content creation and how to live kind of like fell away for a little while because we had this community there and we wanted to do more with it, but we didn't really know where to take it. Mm. And so last year we launched our own podcast. Um, and I think that's kind of our way of like connecting everybody around the world. And now we've launched a Facebook group with it as well. And, um, this is kind of like the next evolution of how to live is, you know, we started out connecting over fashion and now we're connecting over something bigger and over Mm. meaningful conversations and empowering each other. And so that's the pretty cool thing about like anything online is like, you know, we can kind of all jump in it from wherever we are. And we have a big, actually US was always like our secondary audience to Australia. Um, Mm. So it's really cool to like be able to include the US in that. And like, yeah, we go over to the US and we'll interview people like Laura Lynn Jackson, the psychic medium, who's just unbelievable. And like, (laughs) I feel like podcasting and Social media is so cool because it is so global like that. Yes. I actually forgot to mention in the intro, um, their podcast is called How to Live. Same thing as your original blog. And um, I'm just curious as to, I mean, I know you said earlier that you love the psychic, but was there any other guests that you absolutely loved that you've had on the show so far? We've had some... Oh, I think the podcast has been so amazing because it's for that reason, we've just gotten to sit down with the most incredible people. Something that really, I mean, so many, but something that really sticks out to me is um, Ingrid Newkirk, who's the founder of PETA. Um, So people People. for the ethical treatment of animals. And um, so we actually were in LA and we had reached out to them. We'd done some work with them because our footwear label tubes is actually vegan. Um, And we were kind of like, we'd really love to interview Ingrid. And they were having a workshop um, on the Saturday and they were like, you could come along to the workshop for the day. And um, if Ingrid has time during lunch, like um, you could interview her. And um, 
to be honest, like we're a little bit apprehensive. Like, you know, Peter has like a bit of a controversial reputation sure. and we weren't really sure like how that would kind of go. Um, but just being in Ingrid's presence and hearing about like the thought and the love and the heart and the light behind Peter and everything that they do. I mean, she is just the most incredible woman and I am converted to an absolute Peter lover, I have to tell you. And like, I still listen to that episode and it gives me goosebumps and I cry. Like, it's Aww. just amazing. And then there was also the time we got to interview Meg Ryan, which was just like so, so surreal and like we couldn't handle it. Yeah, I actually just saw that today and I was like, what? Listening to that tomorrow. I have okay. like a long car ride. So I'm so excited for that episode. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. So th- something actually really weird just happened. So we got to New York. Um, this was like a few months ago and we get to New York and we had like some podcasts lined up, but we also, we had some gaps and we were trying to land like somebody really big and we just have like, the biggest chutzpah, if do you know what chutzpah is, you know, like just like cheeky. Oh. We just like go get out there and go for it. Yeah. So we were like, you know, we were emailing Oprah. We were emailing Serena Williams. Yes. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're emailing like, anyone. Like, it, you know, it's like if you don't ask, you don't get, right? So we're like, we just got to put the feelers out there and see what comes back to us. That's literally so, how I got in contact with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Love that. Yeah. Love that. I feel like now we owe it. We like we need to pay that forward. Like we need to allow people to come to us in that way because we have gotten to so many people in that way. You just you send an email and like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. We got hundreds of no's, but we got one huge yes. So yeah. anyway, we got to New York and we interviewed an amazing Australian entrepreneur who lives in New York. Her name's Poppy King and okay. she's known as the Lipstick Queen. So she's had like a, a lipstick brand called Lipstick Queen in the US that oh. got bought by like one of the big companies that owns Diptyque. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just amazing. And we were editing it the other day because we were holding the episode. And in the episode, she says, um, oh, you know, like, let's just say you were going to put a lipstick on someone like Scarlett Johansson or Meg Ryan. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's like she put Meg Ryan's yeah, name then, out oh. into the universe. Yeah. And then the next day we didn't realize, we didn't remember because at the time Meg Ryan's name wasn't in our minds. And the next day Bianca, our, you know, our coordinator mm. who works on this um, writes to us and is like, guys, what do you think of Meg Ryan? And we were like, no way. Oh my God. She was like, I've got a call with her publicist in half an hour. What do I say? And we were like, oh my God, tell her we love this and tell her we love that and <laughs> tell her we went to Katz's yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, so wow. I, I'm reading at the moment, I'm reading Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. I'm just obsessed with her and I'm reading her book, Big Magic. And she talks about that the way like she sees ideas and things that like they exist as like things in the universe that like try and find their way into people and she believes they can like transfer. So I was like, oh my God, we need to thank Poppy King for like putting Meg Ryan out into the universe for us. Wow. You know what? My boyfriend and I were literally just talking about this the other day because for some reason, I mean, because I we live together. So like when you live with someone, as you guys probably know, you just like tune into their energy. But I will be saying something and he will just like, just pick it out of the ethereal, ethereal, whatever it's called. And like, and he'll just say it without me. I, like often I just get stumbled on my words and I, I can't really articulate exactly what I'm feeling. And he'll just say exactly what I'm thinking before I even say it. And it's, it's cool. It's magical every time. <laughs> That's it's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. We also often will just like be on the exact same wavelength or like we do this creepy thing where we will like 
say the exact same things at the exact same time. Like the other day we walked up to a cafe and <laughs> she was like, hey, how are you going? We were like, yeah, really good. Thanks. Been a great day. How are you? In complete unison. Whoa. And she was just like, what the hell is She's going like, on? She's like, whoa, you guys are twins. And we're like, no, we're actually not, but we tricked you. <laughs> that's well, awesome. We get confused for twins a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I actually like I from listening to that spiritual episode, I found out that you guys are quite spiritual and that you've maybe had some experiences with spirit before. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you oh, tell yeah, us any stories? True. Stephanie has definitely seen some scary, scary things. Oh, I have. But do you know what? After Laurel and Jackson, I kind of have a new spin on it because I think horror movies made me a little bit scared of seeing spirits. Yeah. And whenever I would see something, I think I interpreted it to be like something movie scary. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like now I'm a bit more open to it. And I'm like, okay, like this isn't scary. Like Laurel and Jackson explained it like, you know, like a, a, an ocean where like, you know, if you stay at the top, it's all like nice and light. And when you go down, it's like all, you know, dark and grimy down there. But mm-hmm. like, if you're just getting into it, you're, you're at the top. Like and you're like, only going to see light and good things. Something mm. cool that she told us as well was that like, if you're not ready for it, like you can just say like, no, go away. Like, I'm not ready for it. I don't feel comfortable. And then yeah. like, they'll just kind of like leave your space. Right. So yeah, when I was, when we were living um, at like the hu- the house that we kind of like grew up in, I would always see this woman um, like at the end of the corridor and I never wanted to tell Jess. It was right next to my room. It was right outside her room. And like there was just like always this woman standing there. And then one time I slept in my mum's bed and it was next to Jess's room. Like their room was down one end. And I literally like I had this dream that like this that same woman was like standing over the bed and I woke up going like (gasps) and like sat up really quickly and I was like so terrified after that like I was like so excited when they said that they were moving houses and I was like mom I never wanted to tell you but there's a spirit living in your house and she was like no don't tell me that I still got two weeks there (laughs) um so now like I'm I'm happy to be rid of that one because I felt negative energy to it but now like I often like I and I know Laura Lynn mentioned like in the morning or last thing before you go to bed is like the time where you're more open to that and mm. so you know like in the morning sometimes I'll just like open my eyes and look around the room and sometimes I'll just see like white lights and like other people would just be like no that's your eyes or that's just a light but I'm like no I know I'm just like seeing spirits and seeing through to the universe and like That's cool. I always find it funny, like, since we've kind of been on, like, this spiritual journey, like, people are so quick to kind of, like, shut it down. Really? And I just, yeah, like, as in, you know, because we get really excited, like, Uh. after we spoke to Laura Lynn and, you know, we're, like, telling everyone, like, all this amazing stuff and, you know, people are just, like, I don't believe in that. You know, like, that's, like, their first response is, like, nah, that's bullshit. I don't believe in that. And it's just, like, such a funny response because it's, like, I don't think we're saying, like, definitively, yes, that's what it is. But it's just kind of, like, I'm open to that being something more than I can understand that it is. And, like, that's actually a really nice way to live, to be – just to be open to things rather than, like – closed off and like first thing is like a cynical response for sure yeah I when I was listening to that that actually reminded me of my dad my dad's definitely not gonna listen to this so it's fine that I said it but oh our dad listens to all our podcast episodes so we have to be really careful what we say about him (laughs) well that's nice super supportive (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah no he just like he's it's interesting because he's very 
uh, I would say he's an empath and he is very aware and he feels everything deeply, but he just will shoot down anything that I say that's spiritual. But actually something that I wanted to say um, to you, Steph, um, when you were talking about your story. So I kind of have a similar story, whereas uh, my grandmother's house, I swear, it, well, everyone that went to the house would say that it, it felt weird and that there was some weird energy. And when I was seven years old, I was at my grandmother's house and I remember looking up the stairs and there was a man with a long black coat and a top hat just staring at me. And I got so scared that I ran away. And I never forgot that, but it wasn't really at the forefront of my mind. Like as time passed, you know, I kind of just like, I just, I slightly forgot about it. And then I went to a psychic who said to me, don't worry, the man with the top hat and the long black coat at your grandmother's house is harmless. Everything is good. Oh, I have my chills. God. Right? I have chills everywhere. That's crazy. But the crazy part of the story is I went back home to England. So my, my family's from England. And um, I went back to visit in 2015 and I was telling everyone this story and (laughs) my aunt had said that the only picture that she had ever seen of her grandfather was of a man with a long black coat and a top hat. So that was him for sure. For sure. Oh Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's not. I know. I I love that. I know. I love that stuff. You know what? I've taken a lot of uh, mediumship classes and psychic classes. So there's there's a lot of studios in Toronto. That's where I'm from. I don't think I told you guys, but I live in Canada. And uh, we've listened. (laughs) And so there's a lot of uh, spiritual studios around here. And so I've taken a lot of classes over the years. And one of the things actually that I was told and that I've learned that um, when a spirit feels dark, it's really just lower. It's just, it's just a soul that has unfinished business and it was just sad in this life. So it's not necessarily evil Mm -hmm. as Hollywood likes to portray it. It's just someone that was sad and then they crossed over and then they're, you know, just sticking around because they they're working through the stuff they're working through it exactly yeah mm. so if you see oh, it okay that's, that's really interesting good to know. so if you see it like that then it's less scary ever since i started seeing it like that i'm not i'm not scared anymore so yeah because uh. you can kind of feel empathetic towards them rather than like a- scared empathy is the key to everything i swear mm. huh yeah <laughs> so do you have any other stories just one more i just love talking about that stuff Oh, I actually like my best friend had like a really. Oh my god, this is nuts though. Yeah, this, this is, is like, pretty nuts. This um, is new levels. Yeah, this was like pretty bad. So Ooh. my best friend, her childhood home that she grew up in. So firstly, they actually they grew up in one house and then they demolished it and then they rebuilt okay. on top of the same land, which I've heard can sometimes if you've got spirits in there can disturb them. So for the next like five or ten years, like. They all got sick. Like they all got sick in various ways mm. and like really badly sick. Mm. Um, it was like her, her sister and both of her parents. And her sister always said, there's a man in my closet. I keep seeing this man in my closet. Mm. Um, and, you know, obviously like the parents didn't believe her, but like they were just like getting kind of sicker and sicker. And anyway, my friend like met somebody and she was like, I actually go into houses and I do like clearings mm. and stuff. And she didn't tell her anything because she didn't want to like, you know, like put something in her head and she didn't know like how much this woman like actually knew about spirits and how much she could connect with them. But she was like, all right, come to my house. I've like, you know, there's some energies there. 
anyway, so the woman comes to the house and she walks around and like afterwards they were chatting about it and she was like, yeah, look, I do think like, I think there's some clearing to do. And um, by the mm. way, does your sister know that there's a man living in her closet? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I have goosebumps and I've heard that story like at least 20 times. Yeah. So, and anyway, they've, they've done some clearing, like a, a few of them have moved out and like they're, all of their health is starting to get better, like dramatically mm. better from being in a really bad place. So like, wow. I guess- Sometimes, yeah, sometimes there can be like that darkness around. And I guess like if you're shut off to it, well, then it's just going to keep penetrating you. So you might as well be Mm. open to it, even if you don't fully believe in it. And, you know, like have somebody come and do a clearing like that, because otherwise, you know, they could have just kept living there and for sure yeah I actually have a friend that does house clearings and um she she's told me a few of her stories and sometimes she will actually take on the personality of the ghost that's in the house and like she and and I haven't I haven't seen it but apparently I I haven't like so this is one of my close friends and then one of my other close friends has witnessed her like face literally look like it's changing and 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 she's like she like makes like different like noises with her mouth like she's actually seen it happen so I have to see this at some point in my life even though like the idea of it is really scary <laughs> oh my god yeah, that's that is terrifying so, like why haven't they made a movie about that right yeah. they should make a movie about her that's, that's so scary that's really I know scary. well this whole community it's um so it's a town called Ajax and there's uh there's a a place called Odyssey and there's just like so many people that practice medium ship and, and and that are psychics in this area and um so I just know so many people and so I think they're probably like yeah I'm, I'm curious as to why no one's written a, an article about them as of yet but probably in the future I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that's so cool I don't feel like there's that much of that kind of stuff in Australia there isn't mm. like or when you said you were doing like medium classes and stuff I'm like that is so cool yeah like meditation class yes medium class mm, I think that would be hard to find so can I tell you when we were um editing the Laurel and Jackson podcast episode I just felt like because I was listening to the episode over and over and Laura sharing like the ways that she's connecting with spirits and the Mm. way that she's just like open to things. I swear like it opened me up and like I started Mm. to feel just like more intuitive with people and I started to realize how like we all believe in intuition, like we all believe in a gut feel and I just really got the sense that that what she has is just that and it's just turned up a whole lot more, you know, like ours is all sitting on 0.5 and hers is at a 10. And I started to really open up a lot more and be a lot more intuitive and around the office we all kind of started to have weird things happen where like someone would say something and the other person would be like what the hell I was just thinking that Mm -hmm. and then like we went into a meeting and this guy was talking about this big deal that they'd just landed and he's like but I can't tell you who it's it's totally hush hush I'm not gonna say anything it's really (laughs) top secret and I was like it's Kmart and he looked at me and he was like what he was like how did you know that and he didn't admit it but like he said it in his eyes he was like why did you just say that and I was like I don't know. I just got a feeling like it was. And he was like, okay. Yes. He hadn't said anything. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's really cool. Like, I feel like if you're open to that stuff and if you're constantly like reading and learning about it, then it really just does. It just open like, you up. Yeah. It opens up your intuition and you start to realize like, oh, it's not this like crazy otherworldly thing I've never experienced. Mm-hmm. I've had a feeling for something before. It's just a stronger feeling. Yeah. And I think we like we all have it. And she said that on the show and I totally agree. I think we all have it. But it's like what you said, like mm. she's just turned up a bit more because she's she's practicing it every day. It's like anything. It's yeah. like, I think intuition is like a muscle and you just need to keep practicing and practicing and you're going to get better. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So yes. on that note, I'm going to read you your cards that I pulled for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, usually I actually don't use these decks. I have so many decks of cards, um, but that I unfortunately left my usual deck at work. Um, however, I do have the Archangel Gabriel cards by, do you know Doreen Virtue? She doesn't practice this anymore, but she invented these cards. So whatever. They're, they're cool. Oh, so, um, and then there's that. Oracle cards. Oracle cards. Yes. Yeah, so there's Tara and Oracle. Do you know the difference? No. no. Oh, great. Okay. So yeah, so this is perfect because I should explain this for everyone listening anyway, in case there's any newbies out there. Um, Oracle cards are essentially a lighter version of Tarot. Now, I don't b- really buy into that anymore, but when I first discovered Tarot, um, you know, there is there tends to be an association with Tarot being a little bit scary, and I think that that's because of Hollywood or, or the artwork sometimes. And so Doreen Virtue, I guess she channeled this information to create these cards that were very light and loving and just had very, you know, high vibrational messages. And so, you know, I, I think it's more because everyone believes that, that it also is that right. Cause your yes. mind is mm-hmm. very powerful. Um, but yeah, they do, they do actually feel very high vibrational. So I like to use Oracle, um, over Tarot cause also just in case someone, you know, has never played with them before and has never gotten a reading, then, you know, I just want my guests to always feel the most comfortable. So Okay. Yes, feeling we're feeling comfy. very comfortable. Yeah. yeah, and then this is the other deck. It's called the Archangel Power um, Tarot card. So it's her Oracle Tarot. So she invented an Oracle Tarot, and yeah. So I pulled cards from both of these decks for you guys. And this is so fun. I know. I'm very excited. Right? <laughs> okay. So I know. I feel like I'm just like going to like a meditation class right now. This is great. <laughs> Do they give readings at meditation classes? I don't know. You just you just mean like <laughs> the energy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just feel like I was at work like 10 minutes ago and now I'm just like here doing spiritual stuff. I love it. That's that's why I love doing this podcast because it's just like, oh, I just get to do what I love and it's just fun. Yeah. So it's amazing. So fun. I'm going to try to remember. I'm pretty sure. So I, I already knew who you were ahead of time. So like I just tried to channel. Sorry. <laughs> I have to make sure the mic's in front of my face. I already knew who you were ahead of time, so I just tried to channel based off of like your your energy from pictures. So, and I do that a lot. So, um, every so often, I, I do a lot of live streams, and then I will just pick off of people's names. I'll try to like tune into their energy of their names and pick off of them. So, just like something fun that we do. Um, okay, Great. so the first card is called Deserving, and I believe this one is for Jess. So. So, oh, and also I'm just going to let you guys know that these cards, they're kind of written with a little bit of a, like, she she just refers to God and whatnot. So for anyone listening that doesn't believe in God or anything, just, just take it for the message that it is. And you don't have to necessarily believe the God part or the angel part. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Excellent. So heaven or the universe such sent you this card to remind you that you like everyone else deserves happiness in all of its splendid forms. Perhaps you believe that everyone else deserves happiness, but not you. That would explain your receiving this card. Allow God and Archangel Gabriel to help you understand that you are one with the divine in all other creations of God. Therefore, it's impossible to exclude yourself from the gifts God constantly bestows upon everyone. It is possible, however, for you to block your receiving these gifts if you're struggling with feelings of guilt or unworthiness. The solution is for you to call upon heaven to help you forgive yourself for what you have done 
or not done. Healing occurs when you remember that you are God's innocent child in spiritual truth. And just as loving parents want the best for their children, so does t- so too does God will the best for you. Oh, that's so nice. So I kind of felt like maybe it had to do with relationships. I, I don't know, but I felt like maybe it had to do with that. But who knows? It's a, it's, I'm going to leave it up for you to decide whether that resonates with you or not. Okay. I feel like that definitely resonates to my like overall personality as well. Like I'm a massive giver and not that much of a taker. Um, but that is something that I am trying to kind of work on at the moment. So I do feel like that really resonates. You know, thanks so much. You're welcome. That is actually something that I also am working on. And I have this amazing affirmation that you might like. It's, um, basically I I say every morning, I am a divine expression of life. I love and accept myself where I am right now. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I got it from That's beautiful. Uh, um, this book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Have you guys read that book? No. No, but I'm shopping around for some new books at the moment, so I'm going to write that down. You will love that book. She basically, um, so Louise Hay unfortunately has passed, but um, in her time, she she's a, she owns Hay House Publishing. Do you know that, that publishing company? Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like I've heard of that. Yeah. So the reason that book is so spectacular is there is a dictionary at the back of the book where essentially she has channeled, um, if you have an ailment in your body, so say you have, even acne, okay? She will she will write down exactly what you're thinking that has attracted that acne and then she'll give you a replacement affirmation to try to help heal yourself. It's really interesting. Oh, that sounds uh, that's amazing. awesome. And we have a lot of ailments going on on this couch, so we that do have awesome. all the ailments. I've actually been doing <laughs> oh. um Joe Dispenza meditations lately. Have oh, you heard of him? Just discovered him recently actually. Yeah, oh, he's he's, he's wild. He's incredible. Yeah. He's so wild like when I heard his story that like he broke his back and like all these vertebra and then he like was told he'd never walk again and then he healed himself within like nine weeks Mm. purely through like visualization and meditation I was like okay I need some of this like my body's broken in all different places Mm. and you know so many health issues and I'm actually starting for February. I'm going to be doing an hour meditation every morning. Because at the moment I meditate 10 to 20 minutes every morning. Okay. But I'm like, you know, we, we're all out there looking for all these like external fixes to our problems. But I'm like, no, that actually like if I just like, I'm Im- and it's basically imagining yourself bathed in a white light, you know, it's like nothing particularly new, but it's like taking the time for yourself and doing that for an hour every morning. Like that's worth it if it's going to enrich my life and enable me to live, you know. For Without sure. Issues. And also like, you're so right. It's just like a shift in mentality. Like you would definitely spend an hour, like, I don't know, at a physio, like trying to exactly. fix your body. So like, why wouldn't you actually just like sit there and take the time to try something new? Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And as you were talking, I went, I don't know if I can find an hour. <laughs> so yeah. It's like perfect that you said that because I, I also meditate every morning, but I do probably about 10 to 20 minutes. And I have been mm. reading a lot lately from different leaders like uh, Deepak Chopra. He talks about doing mm. at least Ugh. 30 minutes to an hour right I know yes obsessed uh, with him obsessed too yeah he's amazing obsessed <laughs> yeah he's so great I actually bought my boyfriend um the seven spiritual laws of success um in December I just read ha- that in December not no even joking way. yeah oh my god that's so weird really so weird 
Oh my God. So actually I read Metahuman as well over the, uh, like our summer break. Um, and that's like his newer book and he has 30 days to awakening mm. and I started doing it and now I've stopped, but I want to do, I want to start on it again. Cause he has like an exercise for you to do every day. So like oh. that is amazing. Really recommend that. But my boyfriend keeps saying things to me about like, Oh, you know, I just feel this or that. And I'm like, read the book I gave you. You yes. know, like it's, it has all the answers to life. Yeah. I actually just bought on the weekend, on Sunday, I bought the seven, the seven spiritual laws of yoga. Ooh. Which I haven't started yet. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited. Cool. Huh. I didn't even know that he had a book on yoga. That's cool. No, neither. Yeah. I'm also, I also teach yoga. So when I found it, I was like, oh, okay, this sounds perfect. Oh, Next um, steps. That's awesome. Have you guys ever done his 21-day meditation series with Oprah? No, no, but I have a friend who's done it and just swears by it. Oh, yeah, they're, they're life-changing. You absolutely have to do it. Like, yeah, okay. like tomorrow. On that too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just heard your Canadian accent when you said tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the first word. I agree. Yeah. So every, whenever I go to the States, people are all, people always think that I'm from California just because of the way that I sound. But then every so often they go, nope, you're definitely Canadian. It's just Canadian. an occasional word. Yeah. You do sound like you're from California. Like before I realized you were Canadian, I thought that. Uh, I don't think you sound Canadian. It's probably what about because I'm an actor. A boot. No. See, so <laughs> people from Alberta mm. speak like that. So uh, it's more oh, okay. of like Toronto, I would say, is just so central and we're so close to the U.S. Like it's nine hours yeah. to go to New York from my house. So it's not we're not mm. that far. So I think that's probably why in Toronto we all sort of talk like this. But if you go to like Manitoba, Saskatchewan, oh, then you hear that thick Canadian accent. A boot okay. comes out for sure. Yeah. It's like New Zealand, Australia, like. If you're not from there, you can't really tell the difference. Right. But like for us, we can hear New yeah, Zealand Yeah, I feel like accent. they sound so different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 It sounds the same to me, actually. So yeah. 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 That's so funny. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused between it. So like I get it. <laughs> All right. So I will read. Uh, I'm going to read Steph's one. And then actually because, I mean, it's interesting. Because you're sisters and you're so close, I think that's probably why an additional card came out. And I was just kind of going with it. So I'm going to say the le there's le two cards um, at the end that are really for the both of you. So Ooh, cool. I'll read yours first and then we'll read the, the other one. So um, for Steph, I pulled the recognition card. I'm actually, I should have shown Ooh. you guys. Oh, sorry. We've just got a ringing in the background. Let me just get rid of it for you. Sure. No worries. Actually, Jess, call. you can see your card then. I forgot to show oh. you. Beautiful. And I usually say, which I forgot, um, any thoughts, feelings, and ideas or sensations that come to you while we do the reading is important to know okay um i will repeat that for steph so i forgot to mention um any thoughts feelings ideas or sensations that come to you while i'm telling you what your reading is it's relevant to what you need to know so you know this stuff it's really just tuning into your intuition so you got the recognition card Congratulations, this card announces that you'll be getting recognition for your efforts and accomplishments. You may be receiving media attention, compliments, honors, awards, or a promotion. This card can also be a signal of your own self-recognition, which is the key to high self-esteem. It's healthy for you to acknowledge how hard you've worked and to reward yourself for your efforts. 
cards. And the funny thing is, is when I pulled this card, I just right afterwards, I was listening to that psychic episode. And you had said that, I think it was you that said that you started journaling and, and you Mm -hmm. started being a little bit more positive or feeling more positive. And I went, oh, wow. Like that, that is so relevant. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I think, um, particularly like that part about self-recognition like I think I'm quite hard on myself Mm. and I think that like no matter what I've done I'm always like oh I could have done more you know and so I I feel like that really resonates with me because I I need to like stop and be like okay even you know with all of this journaling I Mm. think you know in my personal life it's really flowed through but in my work life I think I'm still quite hard on myself so Hmm. yeah I feel like I kind of needed to hear that I feel like that's really common with entrepreneurs uh across the board um I've had so many different entrepreneurs on the show and that's just such a common thing that I've noticed with everyone is that everyone's just you you just feel like you have to do more you're you're reaching even higher and I think it's just kind of it it's a it's a huge pro because I think it's what keeps you motivated to keep going and then it's also it's just it's also you know a con that you have to sort of work through and allow yourself to be okay where you are you know yeah and like what you said before with like you know what what you say in the morning I also like after I journal and I gratitude like I always say affirmations and I just kind of say whatever comes to me but I'm often just saying to myself like I am enough like Mm. I'm already worthy I was born worthy you know like and I feel like repeating that every morning really it does it's like starts to seep in yeah that's amazing. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the the cards that I pulled for you. So that so what was interesting about this card, I pulled it and then I placed it on top of this other deck, the Archangel Power deck, and I Oh, your dog's so cute. <laughs> yeah, the dog's just like, I want to get involved. She's, She's like, like feeling very jumpy today. Pick a card for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so cute. (laughs) And I actually put this card. I wasn't actually going to pull a card for you guys from this deck, but because I, 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 I pulled this card and then I put it on the deck and then I just really strongly felt like you needed another card from this deck. So yeah, that's where this, I think goes hand in hand, both these cards. So, um, this card is called the writer's group. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. That's already really interesting. Okay. (laughs) You're guided to join or start a writer's group or a group focused upon your particular art form for support and motivation. When you join a group of like-minded people, the energy of creativity is magnified. Groups can also give you the incentive to complete projects and meet deadlines because of promises you made to yourself and the members. Studies show that collaborations lead to enhanced creativity because of the contributions of brainstorming with others. Look for existing groups in your local newspaper or on a website such as meetup.com <laughs> and if this is <laughs> funny that it suggests that and if none exists in your area volunteer to start one there are also online support groups for writers and artists that you can find through your internet search engine lol <laughs> no internet mm-hmm. search oh. engine <laughs> you know she created these a while ago <laughs> oh my god that's amazing okay wait that's amazing for so many reasons can I read? I'll read um, the second one. Yeah, read the other one. Okay, just because maybe something else might come to you. So this one is, so this is from the other deck. This is from the Archangel Power deck. And this card is called King of Michael. It is about, uh, it, well, I don't know. It's called Principled, Rational, Ambitious, and Respected. Okay. Hmm. That's a nice picture. 
Yeah. Uh, it says on it, wisdom and objectivity are important now. Stay in your integrity, a situation that calls for honest and open communication. So uh, speak your mind with confidence. The situation calls for honest and open communication. If you're uncertain what to do, then hire an expert. While wisdom and objectivity are important now, don't forget to weigh the emotional aspects of this situation. Make sure your actions are of the highest integrity. And then it also, it's weird because this, this deck says situations and then it says people. So it, I don't really understand it, but it says people, a person who commands great respect and is known for being completely fair, someone who communicates very professionally, principled, rational, ambitious, and diplomatic. And then it says additional meanings of this card, quality, getting right to the point, someone who may be emotionally unavailable. Mm. So mm. feel like they're hand in hand, but... Uh, you know, you can decide. <laughs> Super interesting. Well, I laughed when you said writers group because actually when we were with Laurel and Jackson, um, she'd said to us like, it's not going to be a reading. But then like when things just kind of came out and when we stopped recording, she said to us, she was like, I feel like you're on this twin journey and like you're, you're kind of like, you know, on this journey like as one, not really like as two. And mm. she said to us, are you writing a book? And we were like, no. And she's like, you're going to. And she was like, don't worry about how it's going to happen, but they're going to come to you. So huh. interesting, that writer's group. There mm. you go. Well, you guys did mm. have a book, though, at one point, right? We, we did. did. That was like, yeah, way back in the day, maybe like 2015. I remember. So maybe something else on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny story. I actually asked my mom to get it for me for Christmas, but she did it. And I was so sad and I had no money at the time. Oh, so. no. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, we'll oh, send you our we, next book. If we had an extra one, I'd say we would send it to you. But <laughs> I think they're long gone. Aww. <laughs> Well, honestly, I've had such a great time. You guys are so fun to talk to. I'm just, I'm, it's just been such a pleasure talking to you. And I just, before that I close out, I just want to ask you guys one piece of advice for any inspiring entrepreneurs or aspiring designers out there that have just started their journey. What's something that you've learned on your journey that you'd love to share? Hmm. Okay, I'll go first. Go for it. Also, likewise, have loved talking to you. This has been yeah. such a fun hour. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe uh, every six months that we like kind of get this question, I think it probably changes. But for me, I think maybe now the best piece of advice I could kind of give is like figure out what success means for you and then move towards that. I think like really often... Um, you know, our idea of success is just like what society has fed to us our whole life. And then when we're mm -hmm. kind of striving for that, and I know I was for a real long time, then when you kind of do get quote unquote success in the traditional sense and it doesn't fulfill you, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, what, like, what's that about? And then you're kind of left questioning it. So now I've kind of gone through this journey where I'm like, okay, like success can mean anything. And I think it's different for every single person. And so I think it's really important that before you start on a journey, you're kind of like, what is that for me? What am I striving for? What life do I want to live? Mm. And that way you're really like moving the needle towards something that you really want rather than something that you might think that you want, but it won't make you happy. Love it. That's mm. amazing. That's great. We all need that advice. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. That's so good. I, I needed that, That's actually. That's what I'm working through at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I think that um, for me, I've learned that, you know, I think 
on, on that similar kind of vein, I've gone on this kind of journey lately of self-discovery and realizing like what personally for, for me fulfills me. And I think that um, for so long I was chasing things um, for all these reasons that I th- – oh, and all these things that I thought I was going to get out of it, but mm. I didn't necessarily get out of it. Um, so I think that um, prioritizing yourself, I think that that's really underrated in our society, that mm. it's always got to be about like, you know, what you're giving to other people and, and how much you're seeming to be doing. Um, but I think that if you really put yourself first and go within and, and find yourself first – then success will come to you. And if if you're doing things out of genuine passion and mm. love, then then that's going to come through and, and the success will come with it. Wow. That's, I needed to hear that as well. So <laughs> amazing. Thank you guys so much. I have this model that I like to finish my podcast on and it is the grass is always greenest where we are right now. So it's just a little message to remember to be grateful where we are and to just appreciate what what's happening right now because the present is all we've got and yeah, life's good. <laughs> I love that. I think mm. I'm going to use that at the end of a yoga class. Mm. Yes, <laughs> it do <now>. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll quote you. Don't worry. I won't take full credit. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that does bring us to the end of this episode. Man, were they inspiring or what, guys? Holy moly. Just editing this episode and listening to it back, I just got the inspiration feels. It just came back again. (laughs) They're just so cool. So I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like to be entered in for one of two pairs of their amazing Twoobs shoes, here's what you need to do. Okay, so it's super simple. Are you ready for it? (laughs) You have to message me on either Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I'm just under Melissa Milotti. And you have to recite these magical words. And this will enter you in for the contest. It's super simple. Just recite these magical words. Well, this one magical word. Are you ready for it? Alchemy. (laughs) I had to say it all mysterious. (laughs) Alchemy. That is the magical word. So repeat that to me on either Instagram or Facebook and you will be entered in to win one of the two pairs of Twoob's shoes. Ah, man, I feel very fulfilled. All right, I'm off to go and work on my goals now. (laughs) Super inspired. I hope you are too. Sending you so much love, light and sunshine vibes. And I hope you have the most magical day. Namaste. For more Namaste, visit the Namaste Podcast.com. <laughs>